Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Without my glasses, I am just, I'm a mess, right? And I don't have contacts in the water, so I can't see a whole lot of like what's going on. And I was body surfing uh, and my friends were on the shore and I saw someone sort of nearby and, and you generally kind of acknowledge people, but you don't like talk. You're just like, hey, okay, you know, we're, I see you're over there. You're, you know, and, and you just kind of, you're mindful of people, you know? And, uh, and so we're taking these waves, taking these waves. And I noticed he didn't come back. And I went, <laughs> oh, wow, did anyone see? Is he okay? Did it die? And they're like, dude, you are with a sea lion. Everyone's got to Welcome back, my dear fanatic friends. I am one of your hosts, David Magadoff. With me is my most wonderful, beautiful, fantastic hilarious charming and just dang cool co-host miss claire kramer hi claire <laughs> hi david you are such a nice friend to me and you are just as fabulous of a co-host ah heck claire you you're so are. kind too speaking of kind fred tattashore is on the show today to discuss uh the most wonderful thing that he loves which is body surfing in the ocean but before we even get to that as you know he is the voice of lieutenant shacks on the show star trek lower decks which is what we are deep diving into 10 beautiful episodes of that show which means 10 beautiful fanatics episodes where we're having on 10 cast members we have the showrunner guys this is a very special little fanatics campaign where we are enjoying season three of Star Trek Lower Decks on Paramount Plus that's out now. So uh, mm -hmm. we are enjoying it's it. It's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> on those Lower Decks. <laughs> what did you think of this episode, David? I really enjoyed just the, I, I am a Settlers of Catan fan myself. So I ah. like, I liked, as I know you are as well, Claire. Yes, uh, So I, I like that it opened up on a uh, on a Klingon, like Dungeons and Dragons type game. <laughs> and so uh, the sort of <laughs> Klingon master uh, was really funny to me. And so I enjoyed that they all. And I enjoyed that it circled back to the end where it sort of all yes. made sense. The little, the little Klingon with the bat lift was like my favorite, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like sitting, oh, can I order one of those? And I do like at the end too with the psychic baby and the evil computer and just this cra crazy, crazy yeah. little hand we have. That's the thing about animation, okay? Let's just go down that rabbit hole for one second because it's been since the 70s since we had an animated Star Trek series. Yeah. And I love the fact that 
you can make things happen in animation. That suspension of disbelief goes even further than you're in space, even further than you have an alien species and that you, you know, all these things that are in the, you know, TOS and TNG. It's actually like just more, more crazy wild things can happen and you just accept it because it's animation and you're not, you're not expected. Your brain isn't like, pairing that information against real life you know it's a it's a beautiful thing animation <laughs> animation the things we get to do <laughs> i my there's a lot of things to like about this episode i still like the uss the inglewood it just it's a lot of california jokes friends but it, a lot of california it's so great uh there should never be a uss inglewood and i'm so glad there is but just the guy who wants to hunt boimler it's so funny that just that juxtaposition of this giant, scary predator-like creature, and he's just enjoying the honor of the hunt and going after him. And Boimler became a man that day. And the mimosas line just was just gave me all the happies. And speaking of all the happies, guys, Fred, Fred is on, and you know Fred from Hulk. He's the, been the voice of the Hulk forever. It seems like Beast, uh, Yosemite Sam. Obviously, Lieutenant Shax in this wonderful show. Uh, Soldier 76 from the game Overwatch. And Damon Baird in the Gears of War series. He's been in Hotel Transylvania. Scooby-Doo, this guy's voice is everywhere. And I like that he plays these large sort of, you know, burly characters. And he couldn't be the sweetest teddy bear of a man, right, Claire? Yes, he is so he is so fun and lovely. I love him. I think his next character should be Mr. Awesome or like just super nice guy, you know, and just a culmination of all his talent and personality. Anyway, enjoy Fred Tatashore and what he's fanatical about, which is body surfing. Yes. Fred, were you born in a bathtub? Um... <laughs> Into a pool of ice. Yes, I believe that's right. That's about right. No, I, oh. was, I, was, I was born in a hospital, but the bathtub's a much better story. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you aren't aware, today we're talking about Fred's love of water, but even, even more than just water. Water, you know, born, born into a bath, I like that. But it's not just water. Dial us in a little bit, Fred. Tell us exactly what you're fanatical about that has to do with water. I love to swim in the ocean and body surf. That is like my Ooh. golf. You know, some people have their game. They like their Ooh. thing. That is my freedom. Uh, it has always been, you know, I was uh, born uh, near the water uh, at Sheepshead Bay in New York and loved the ocean ever since and many trips to Hawaii. And like, I'm a Venice boy. I grew up in California where water is scarce. You know, we get excited when we have and rain, cold. you know, <laughs> Southern California, I know, Southern California, Drizzle Watch 2022. What is this strange water falling from the sky? You know, <laughs> what is it trying to tell us? And it's, uh, but it's, it's, so we need the water, I, I desperately. But yes, uh, the ocean, all that water and not a drop to drink, unfortunately. But what a, a freedom for me, especially now, because I'm sadly kind of a broken person. My knees are in are shot, and I need to get the surgeries and all that. And when I go into water, when I go into the ocean, I have such freedom. And one of the things I like about the body surfing, uh, surfing is great, and I'm learning that with Can my son. Can you define body surfing for people who just don't oh. happen to know exactly what that word means? Oh, that's basically, instead of, you know, surfing on the board, basically you are the board. So you're swimming, swimming, swimming. The, you feel a swell come up. 
and then you've got to try to catch that thing and you're flying down that wave either sideways or forward bouncing on the water and it's a and you feel it's not that impressive from the the beach unless they are like amazing bodies there, there are guys who really make that look amazing i do not i don't think but <laughs> but it's a uh you know just this little head in a foam of water you know it, there's no like glory in it 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 just feels like you're flying how big do the waves have to be to to catch anything one? from uh, actually i again i am not picky some waves are too big but yeah you can get you can get a nice if you get a 7 uh, six or seven foot. That's big. Uh, and then I love the small ones lately. I'm having so much fun. Cause I have a, a, a four year old word. How do I catch the smallest wave? It's like a clown wave uh, you know, or I, I like to call it a commuter wave where you just like gliding along. And I don't have any ambitions in it. Like a lot of people, you know, when they ski, they have to jump off the cliff and they have to do like, to me, it's not about that. It's, it's the, there's no bad day in the ocean. In other words, I mean, except, you know, jellyfish and sharks or whatever, but like, there's no like, oh, it's flat today. There's no surf. Well, guess what? We're just going to swim and we're just going to explore. If or you're some... in the water, it's a great day. Exactly. If, if it's rough and tumble. So today we're going to fight. We're going to get slammed down like wrestling or we're going to be ball ballerinas. We're going to, we're going to dance, you know, like there's no like one way about it, which is what I love. I love that it just changes. You never step into the same, you know, river twice. Right. So it's like, it, it's exciting to me. And again, I feel like a superhero in the water. Like if an alien, you know, we're the Rodberry cast, right? So like if there were aliens that came down and said, Oh, by the way, your natural environment isn't the land. It's the ocean. If they told me that I'd be like, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> makes my job as a voice actor and an animator not good <laughs> to do it in the water <laughs> kind of changes things but like but to the idea of just being in there and being free and seeing that ocean open terrain is just it's just breathtaking to me and it, like that's and why i've been attracted to dolphins for so many years i love dolphins <laughs> oh i love the dolphins and the seals and the sea lions i got a silly story about that i was and i'm blind without my glasses i am just i'm a mess right and i don't have contacts in the water so i can't see a whole lot of like what's going on and i was body surfing uh and my friends were on the shore and i saw someone sort of nearby and, and you generally kind of acknowledge people but you don't like talk. You're just like, Hey, okay. You know, we're, I see you're over there. You're, you know, and, and you just kind of, you're mindful of people, you know? And, uh, and so we're taking these waves, taking these waves. And I noticed he didn't come back and I went, <laughs> Oh wow. Did anyone see, is he okay? Did it die? And they're like, dude, you are with a sea lion. You're like, like, and, and, cause all I saw, and remember I'm at that, it was the winter. So I'm in full like black suit with a hel uh, helmet, God, a cap. I look like an ugly sea lion, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm in, you know, and so, so the thing, the person that you thought you were being like cognizant of that was like not too far away. That was a sea lion the whole time. Correct. <laughs> and everyone thought that was so cool, but I didn't know. And I thought, wait, did that guy make it in? It's like, no, he went home, bud. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I was like, oh, so uh, that was kind of funny. But yes. Uh, <laughs> so Fred, you said you were born near the water. What is your yeah. first memory of going to Ooh, yeah. an ocean? You know, I'm assuming probably uh, the Atlantic, you know? Yeah, it was. this was New York, New York. Uh, mm -hmm. Sheepshead Bay. My where's Sheepshead? I'm I'm from. I was born in Long Island. So where's where's Sheepshead? Yeah, it's the south. It's it's just the south. You know where the Kings is. Do you know where like no. um, not far? Well, let's think Coney Island. Think more. Oh, like, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. 
No, I mean, it's not the right location, but I'm just like, it's... it's Close-ish. In, it's okay. where Hurricane Sandy wiped everything out. A lot of it, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, the first things open were the liquor store and the church, I think it was. <laughs> but, but yeah, so... Um, very important. <laughs> yeah, very important. So, yeah, it was a, it, it's a beautiful place. It's not much surf. It's it's not the New York surf. You know, the New York surfing is different. Um, this was just, I was a little kid, and, and I remember that. Being a, I was very young though. I remember being, uh, it was, yeah, I was about two when I moved out, but I, that's my earliest memories of that place. I went back though. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. You have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are going to die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. We're not your enemies. We never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th... This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. Did you body surf when you were like... No. A toddler or no. did that when did that start because you're starting with your son now at four right yes yes and he he likes sand he really loves like sand building uh he's now it's so funny because we're uh i got him he's so young he i got him in a there's a surf camp but surf camp yeah. consists of hanging out with little kids there's older kids but then they put him on a board and he's laying down and he's learning how to paddle and it's it's actually astounding to me to see him and this is one of the things too that brings me joy is that I get to share this with him, you know, the ocean. I, I still have to get him out. It's, it's scary. You know what I mean? And, and you have to, you do have to respect the water because it's, uh, mm -hmm. it is a real thing. You know, it's not something you can take lightly. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, uh, more powerful, you know, it's mother nature in force. And it's the yeah. one time when I go out in the ocean, I am really feeling directly connected with nature. I am mm -hmm. being tossed and turned and she always wins, you know, you don't fight. You know, you don't fight it. And like I say, there's no bad day uh, because uh, then some days you're being rough and tumble. Some days are great for taking waves. Well, I, I, I need to apologize because I took you away from the origin story that Claire asked, which was a good question. So where, what was your earliest body oh, surfing memory? I would say would be Santa Monica slash Venice growing up. And then I, my family took a lot of trips to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. We would go there and that's where I really learned. Like we would go there. We didn't do any trips, but like that was our one big trip a year, you know? And, uh, I'm still friends with these people that I, I met there when I was nine. Are they people or are they sea lions, Fred? All right. You got me. You got me. <laughs> Just want to make sure. They're, they're harp seals. Okay. In Hawaii. 
Uh, monk seals, not harp seals. That's a whole other, uh, yeah, monk seals. And, um, that was where I really learned because the waves were amazing there and it's, and it's, it's magical. It really is. It's, it's, uh, the land is truly the Aina. It's magical. And that had such a profound, yeah, it has, each island has its own magic and that had a real profound effect on me. I mean, like a, a crazy, even, even getting pulled out and had a lifeguard pull me in. Uh, and I realized, wow, this stuff is big. This shit's bigger than I can, you know? Oh, I see. Yeah. It does take like that experience to realize like as a human, how small we are in the whole scope yes. of life. And there's something also I find with swimming, water, oceans where, you know, especially oceans, you're weightless in a way, like you are in space a little bit, you know, Correct. and it just Correct. adds this perspective. So you actually said at the start of the podcast, you said like in California, we're like this rain coming from the sky. What does it mean? But like <laughs> now I really want to ask you, Fred, like, what does it all mean? Like, how is this connection? Like, what, what does it mean? What is life? What is water? Tell me. Yeah. It, well, water, you know, is creation. I mean, ultimately without getting too crazy, but it is, it's creation. I know it's a, a odorless, like hydrogen, it's an odorless, tasteless substance. And when left alone for a period of time does some pretty exciting things <laughs> and, and it creates this thing that is life. We are basically water that speaks in a sense, not to put us down, but really when you think about how much the earth is covered by it, how much we are it, how much it sustains us, and it changes uh, its form, its ice, which I love ice, <laughs> uh, fog, clouds. I mean, when you really think about what this thing is and it runs everything, and when we find water on planets, we're so excited. And then when I think you mentioned space, I think of, you know, dark matter, dark energy, dark, you know, that is, they've also found as a sea, you know, that's expanding yeah. and it's creating itself. It's like, wow, okay. So being weightless and, being there, I feel like a different animal. I feel free. It's the first time I've, I, I feel free. I'm not bound by limping around on bad knees. You know, I feel like a freaking superhero. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, you know, Baryshnikov, you know, I'm in the dancing around in the water or, you know, Bruce Lee or, you know, whatever it is, you know, who also mentions to be like water. Well, let's talk about that, Fred, because I like the idea, because here's the funny thing, right? Just... You, it, it makes you feel like a superhero, which is awesome. And I, too, am, you know, I think Claire can agree. We're all people. Not not every person needs or wants to feel like a superhero, no. despite the great success of Marvel movies over the last, you know, 11 years. Uh, but what do you think is a major reason why you want to feel like a superhero? What is it about? Why do you think if you had to, like, really dig in? Did you feel like your childhood, you didn't get like out a lot as much? And no, so no, no, no. water gets you out more? Is it a, escapism? What do you think? It, it was just when that? I was young. I, I mean, I swam competitively. That was my thing. Uh, swimming is my thing and, and all that. And it was great. I swam in high school and college and everywhere. And, and the thing was, is I, uh, I don't think I wanted to feel like a superhero. I think it's that. Uh, that only came into my brain in the last six years when I had some physical knee issues. Sure. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't need to feel like a superhero. I just need to feel ambulatory and fast and <laughs> yeah. I'm flying for God's sakes, you know? And like, I just feel like a different person. It's so not so much. I mean, if I were, if I were going to be a superhero, I'd want to do something like, you know, 
cure disease or you know what I mean? Like do something a little more, you know, than just like fly around. But like it's a very nice superhero, by the you way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The cure. A lot of people just want x-ray eyes. <laughs> I know, I know. What happened to I the like cure? Curing cancer is a yeah, superhero. Right. Wouldn't that be awesome? Come on, <laughs> yeah, people. What? Where did that go? <laughs> um, you know. Uh <laughs> but uh no. So it wasn't so much the need to do that. I in fact I was doing great when I used to, when I learned, you know, and, and swimming and that was just natural world for me. But right yeah. now it's like, it's very, the difference is profound, you know, mm-hmm. when I go in and it's like, even in a pool, you know, you know, it's just like, oh, this feels, this is, this is, if I could feel like that all day and, you know, not be in pain. Wow. You know, that's great. And that's great. Do you get similar feelings when you're, you know, so some like I'm a desert person and not a yeah. water person. Please right. forgive me. No, like, I do love you, the desert. Yeah. Do you is is sensation a thing for you? Like, yes, is it, something it is. About the okay, so it's not just water on your skin. Do you feel no. like it's wind in your hair? Oh, it's wind and it's looking your at toes and the expanse. Yeah. You mentioned space, right? It's it's the expanse of the place. That's cool. how I feel when I go to the desert. That expanse yeah. is beautiful and like the ocean. The desert's teeming with life and it's. It is very much ocean. Uh, the desert's got that similar thing with the wind and the sun. And oh yeah, no, I, I am definitely. That's definitely the experience of it. It's not just water on the skin. Even though I, I love all that. Like I, I love a shower or bath or even if I step in puddle. You know, <laughs> you know. It's like I just. That's just my own. That's my own thing. But like, um, no, it's it's being out in the universe, being out in like you'd say the desert or. Being on a kayak in the middle of the ocean is just exciting to me, you know? I mean, as long as you don't feel like you're in particular danger. Or at least just keep keep staying slightly legally blind, and you'll make sure that... You know what? You'll, if whatever you see, you technically don't see. And then, Fred, that's a nice way to live life. Ignorance is bliss, my friend. You know what? You're not, you're not kidding, because I, I like to <laughs> scuba dive. And I'm, again, no glasses. And there have been so many things that have swam by that I'm so glad I didn't see. You know, everyone's like, my wife was like, did you not see the Barracuda? I'm like, that's good. I was oblivious. You know, it just went, you know, and I'm like, I think that was good that I didn't see that, you know? And I, and that poor woman, I proposed to her in, as in the scuba gear, it, like when we were underwater, talking about under pressure. And she looked at me like she was going to kill me. <laughs> you know, just like, why would you do this? <laughs> you know? But she said yes. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so I found this ring on this coral, you know, <laughs> on this oh. plant, you know. But she looked at me, and but again, that was the trip where like things swam by that I was so glad I didn't see. But <laughs> I love that it meant so much to you that you proposed underwater. Oh, it was so Come dumb. On, I had to remove my mask and went. Oh, and gosh. she's like, shook me like, stop. <laughs> you know, like what are you doing? Uh, you know? Like don't die on me. You're about to have the rest of my life with you. Yeah, like it was just really. That is so. You know what though? You're you bring up an interesting point, David. I mean, I've scuba dived. I have you know spent a lot of time in the water. I grew up swimming, swim team, all that as well. There are. You know, there, if you spend enough time in the water, there are scary experiences. So what have, have you had any of those either scuba diving or, you know, a wave just taking you out too far? And if so, yes. how did that change your relationship with the ocean? Uh, again, my first time uh, real scary was nine years old being pulled out 
too, too far and having a lifeguard pulled me in, two things it, it really occurred to me was like, this thing is stronger than anything. And my respect for lifeguards, uh, like for real, these people need to be respected and paid more and treated like real lifesavers because they are. And that was a big, uh, scuba diving ran out of air once, but I had a great teacher who told me how to <laughs> ascend, <laughs> which is insane. You have to remove, uh, you have to, uh, keep your mask on and remember you can still breathe even though the oxygen tank is gone, but you can just keep the motion. The lungs just want to keep moving. They don't have to breathe all the time. They just need to have the, almost the illusion of just a little bit of the air. And then as you ascend, you have to do a vocalization that oh. is the lightest vocal. You have to go, it looks so silly. You have to go up and go, they used to say, ah, but actually E makes a smaller sound. I know it sounds dumb. And I'm swimming up slowly to the surface. Mm -hmm. And what you're trying to do is release a little air so you decompress just right. Mm. Into the top. That was terrifying, but I I have to thank my scuba teacher who who made a point of teaching me that. I would not have. I would. Wow. Wow. It's, I mean, my instinct also, would have been to ditch everything. My instinct yeah. would have just been to like panic and ditch everything. It's like no, don't panic ever in the water. That was the other thing. Don't panic. Yeah, it's hard to fight that instinct. You know, I've been in that situation oh, I know. myself where I've been so far down and like something goes wrong, and you just intrinsically just want to like head to the surface and you know yeah, you have to have don't do that. mind mind over like physical situation control claire that's a good point in answer to your question there was a time where i was swimming in an ocean that was not that rough i was actually far away i was in bali actually and i was on a beach that just pulled the water pulled you out you know mm -hmm. and i noticed it where every stroke for every stroke, I was pulled back like about a foot. You know what I mean? And it was mm -hmm. this horrible sinkhole. And I realized, just relax and <laughs> let the water take you. Fortunately, it wasn't a storm or anything to the side. Yeah. You know, you just have to let it, you will eventually get there. You just have mm -hmm. to stay breathing and calm. So that changed my relationship with the water. If in answer to your question was how to try to remain calm. And I think I wouldn't have done that in the scuba thing, had I not had that other experience, you know what I mean? Where yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. Fred, what can really change your relationship with the water is just doing this all in a boat. Oh my God. You'll be a lot calmer that way. You just, if you're in the boat and not in the water, you, you know, you don't have to worry about any of those things. Absolutely. But, but tell that to the people on the Titanic. No, but oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, really, I knew uh, you were going to Titanic this. Yeah, I, did. I knew sorry. it. The <laughs> one boat I that know. sank. No, I know. I know. But what I mean is, but even that Darn is scary. You, That's actually scarier is, is, you know, being on a <laughs> boat that you can't control or be, are you, you more know, scared of being in a boat than being uh, of your own will in the ocean? Maybe I, I'm not afraid of being on a boat, but I would say, cause you're not controlling it. I, well, I, if I was, I think I'd be much more mindful of things. Like when I'm just a free agent in the water, I'm a little more freer with like everything. You know what I mean? I'm more are, like, okay. Are you a free person or is it, are you a little bit of a control person? Uh, I'd person. say there I have to, I think I'm a control person and that's why I'm doing that in the water mm. is that I get to, I don't have control. I, I have, 
it, it tells dictates to me what I have to do. <laughs> you know what I Great. mean? Yeah, Great. that's an dance. interesting. Yeah, it's a you dance. You in the water. It is. It really is a dance. It's it, it is. Yeah. Do um, you ever compete in body surfing, or no. is it just a p- total play? Just whenever you feel like. I, it? I I go sometimes with my friends, and we all have a great time. I haven't in a while since the COVID thing, but we we used to go out all the time. When I, especially when I lived in Venice, we would go every week, and like that was our our fun time to go out and it wasn't so much competition, you know, it was like, but it would be like, Oh, you got that one. I didn't get that one. You know, like, and it's funny because even in body surfing, and I know for surfing, especially you have to make choices. It's like life, you know, this thing's coming at you and do I duck it? Do I jump over it? Do I take it? Do I, do I wipe out? Do I, you know, like there's a lot of interesting choices and it's forced on you. You know, you don't like yeah. golf, golf to me, looks like it'd be hard. Cause it's all up to you. And you start whenever you ready, whenever you're ready, this doesn't allow that. It, it, it says you're doing this now. What do you want to do? You know? And it's like, um, Fred, do you like taking people out for their first time body surfing or is it kind of stressful for you? I love, uh, both. I like, I do like taking people out, uh, for the first time, but I also don't want them to be freaked out you know what i mean like either more people are freaked out by the sharks and stuff like like which Mm. is understandable uh especially if you hear about what's happening in new york but like most people what's happening in new york oh we've had all sorts of weird attacks sharks are just rolling up on the beach they are rolling up on a beach yeah it's weird thank you you know thank you and by the way uh, that's a deterrent for me. Even jellyfish are more of a deterrent than a, a shark. Cause I feel like jellyfish don't have control. Like, I feel like jellyfish are just like, I'm sorry. I got you here in the wave. You know, <laughs> sharks are like dogs. You know, there's good dogs. <laughs> you know, there's like, there's some dogs that are just like ravenous, <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's some, you know, depending on what's going on, I feel like they don't really usually want you. Have um, you had a shark interaction, Fred? No, I have Thank not. God. Yes. Good. Truly, truly a blessing. I've, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen little ones on the shore in Santa Monica. On TV. Yes. Shark week. Come on. Let's hear it for it. You know, but no, no, none of that. I've had, I've been tagged by plenty of stingrays and that's not fun. I um, have to just like, as they yeah. go by, like you said, they're like, sorry, sorry, sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, 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 that's nothing to sneeze at. That's like, that's actually kind of a pain right there, you know, but you know, uh, uh, you learn, you have to shuffle your feet on the ocean floor. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really funny too. Cause my wife will, will be on the shore. She'll be reading and she'll say, call me out all the time. Like, I think I saw something out there, you know, and, and generally you have to know the fin is this, or is it this mm-hmm. it, meaning is it diagonal or is it hopping up and down? Generally I've had more porpoises dolphin interaction but uh and pelicans <laughs> but but no um and fish but not a lot of i mean jellyfish are around and i've been fortunate to kind of avoid that i've had some friends that had some terrible jellyfish uh interactions but um oh, no. yeah no thank we you we also had the friends episode oh yeah no yeah. oh, it's a bad scene uh but uh you know those box jellies and you know you go to australia you think about, I've never swam in Australia, but I'm just thinking like, there's so, it's so beautiful, but that would be a deterrent, you know, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, no. Yeah. When I was in Australia, they were like, you actually can't go in the oceans. Like we don't recommend it. So they had giant like pools that you would swim in that were on the beach. You know what I mean? Just oh, really? 
Yes, yes. I was in Cannes, Australia, Cannes. Wow. And uh-huh. they were like, yeah, where's the beach? They're like, well, it's that way, but you actually can't go in until unless you take a boat out past, you know, two to three miles out, and then you can, you know. Oh, you really? Start the scuba That's cool. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, they 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 have great signs. My friend JB Blanc has a great story about, you know, this, there's a great sign of like if you see someone in the water that is perturbed, you know, like it's very polite. It's like they are agitated by this thing. They may pass out into coma. Do not touch them. There is a, you know, they have like vinegar, you know, urine yeah. and vinegar actually work. And please call the paramedics. <laughs> like that, okay, that to me, it takes out the fun. You know, like, I'm like, no, I'm cool. But I, but where I live, and you know, right now we're just temporarily in Santa Barbara. But Venice, Santa Monica, it's it's a wonderful place to go and and swim and surf, and it's just beautiful. I know that stuff exists out there, but it's it's not as common. You know, it's it it's, sounds like right. for you, it's like the ocean body surfing, even scuba is sort of like the great equalizer. Like it puts you yes. aligned with the earth, you know, yes. and you're at your most natural. Like you said, if you're golfing, if you're playing a sport, you can control so many aspects of that. And you almost mm-hmm. have to give yourself over completely to the water, you know? Yes. So do you yes. think as a society, we have enough respect for the ocean and for, you know, this, this sort of symbiotic relationship we have with water in general? I'd say most people one-on-one and especially people who do that kind of stuff, like surfers, you better believe it. They do, uh, legislation and, uh, pollution. They're trying really hard. I mean, when I was, when I was a kid, the water was much more polluted. It was one of the first times I ever saw change. It was Surfrider Foundation and Clean the Heal the Bay and all these great organizations that really are trying to. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time, next to maybe some of the Clean Air Act, it was the first time I actually saw a change uh, from when I was like 12, you know, back in the Civil War. No, 12, back, you know, and then to. I saw that musket behind you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you never know when they're going to call you back. But, you uh, like, uh, but, but it's, 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 um, we gave that Kaiser what for in that other war, I'll tell you what. But <laughs> but like uh it's it was interesting to see change happen. To actually see like, oh, they cleaned up this thing. They actually are trying their best to make this water, you know, preserve it for people, for 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 marine life. You know, I just wish we could find a way to get more of it in our you know, we we're in a drought right now in much of the world and you know, don't need to tell you about the climate change. We're seeing that. So It'd be not, you know, be nice if we could figure out how to make that same change. I would love that if we could figure Mm -hmm. out how we can, you know, make it usable for everybody and safe for all the animals. And that's, that's really the, the, the key. key. And I, I, I would, yeah, it really is. I, so in answer to your question, I'd say it's 50, 50, I'd say most of the people who are really involved in it. Yes. They are uh, respectful and care. And, and I just, I don't know about all the laws necessarily, you know, you know, when we, we see things getting cut, that scares me a little bit, but Fred, we respect you and how much you care. And so this has been an absolute delight. Oh my gosh. What a joy. Fred, can you regale us please with a love letter to that, which you adore? Oh my goodness. Let's see. This is going to be dear body surfing. Thank you 
for letting me have the freedom to share with my loved ones the beautiful nature of you, Mother Nature, how you are not only connected to all our bodies, but the moon and the rest of the universe. To quote one of my heroes, Bruce Lee, as I empty my mind, be formless, shapeless like water. You put water into a cup, it becomes a cup. You put water into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. You put water into a bottle, it becomes a water. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friends. Thank you for letting me experience you in the full way and enjoy you in, in, in a most universal and loving way. And uh, I hope that the world and you can sustain each other. Love, Fred. That was nice. (laughs) Thanks, Fred. Thank you. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This mother Lied like a liar. Like a liar. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Are you a beach person, Claire? Oh, yeah. You know, I grew up going to beaches, but also going to lakes, you know, Ohio. There's a, there's a lot of lakes around Ohio. And so lakes and rivers. I'm a lake person, too. But I, I love the water. I also grew up swimming. I grew up with a pool, grew up doing the swim team. So, yes, for sure. Do you eat chili by the side of the lake? Is that a very Ohio thing? Um, A very Ohio thing is... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, that's a whole nother podcast. It would be called Very Ohio <laughs> Things That Claire Did Growing Up. But yeah, you can eat you can eat anything beside a lake. You know, I'm a big fan of right now. I like to take with my kids to the beach or whatever. I like to take fried chicken because there's no prep. Oh. It's There's no cleanup, really. Like, you're already disgusting. So you don't mind, like, picking up the chicken, you know? <laughs> and it's just a kind of like an easy, fun beach food so, I don't know. What about you, David? I don't like going to the beach all that often. I'm really a desert person. Like, I, I mentioned it quickly in the pod. I, you know, uh, I, I, some, whenever I'm driving, you know, I'm, I'm a very fortunate boy, and we have, uh, my wife and I have, like, a little, a little place out in Palm Springs. And whenever I drive out there and I just start to see the San Jacinto Mountains, I'm always just like, this feels great. I don't know what it is about mountains, but I really like, I really like desert mountains. I think there's something just so the sunset, the sunset every day is like its own thing. 
But something about the water, I because I can't see in it. I think the very reason why he loves it and Fred is so into it, it's like, I just don't know what's underneath you know what? there, you, especially lakes. You bring up something Ugh. very funny that's going on right now. As people know, California, Nevada, we have a drought happening. I don't know if you've been following yeah. the story of Lake Mead, which I have been obsessively following, but since oh. the recession of the water, Lake Mead has produced two ships, one from World War two and wow. one sort of like dinghy vessel that have been, you know, surfaced as the water has receded, but also several wow. bodies have been <laughs> recovered so far. So the most recent one in a barrel. So it believed to be from like the seventies or eighties, which now we have the technology to actually determine who, the, whom this person was and perhaps there's DNA evidence of how they died. So I'm following along. Like, this is like the true crime story of water, you know, hiding life's little secrets and now not anymore. <laughs> Does that make me a sick person, David? No. You, you know what I've never found on a hike in the mountains in the what? desert? A dead body in a barrel. Well, then you haven't and hiked enough. I like enough. to keep it that way. You haven't hiked enough. You haven't, <laughs> um, true detective. Is that is you, that the lesson? Is that I have not hiked you enough? You haven't hiked enough or your eyes aren't open. I mean, I've come across, I've come across dead things. Have you ever seen a dead body? This probably doesn't count, but, you know, my grandfather passed away and we all went in to see him until I saw him just kind of laying there, but... I've never just happened upon a dead body. Have you happened upon a dead body, Claire? I have seen. I am not going to go into details, but yes, I have. Oh. I have seen dead bodies, not of relation to myself or friends or family. This is the premise of a very good freeform show, Claire. This is back to the things Claire did in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> this is the other podcast. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> in on that podcast. Uh, speaking of being all in, hopefully you guys are all in on the Fanatics podcast, the very one we are on right now. If you enjoy it so much, thank you so much. Uh, five stars it up. Share, subscribe, text it to a buddy, a friend, your mom even. Uh, anything else you want to add, Claire, before we say goodbye? Swimming is good. And I think, <laughs> I will say this. If you don't, you know, um, crime is bad. Swimming is good. And mm -hmm, my mm -hmm. dad, I do want to say, my dad always said the biggest gift you can give a child is teaching them how to swim. So as a parent, I'd just like to advocate for teaching your children how to swim. All right, guys. See you next Thursday. Bye. All right. Before we let you guys go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's very special guest, Mr. Jerry O'Connell. And it was a great conversation, my friends. You're going to like it. You know him from a gajillion things. Let me tell you about some of them. Stand by me. He's Commander Jack Ransom on Star Trek Lower Decks. He's co-host on The Talk, Drunk History, Big Bang Theory, Curb Your Enthusiasm, or one of my favorite moments, Burning Love. I know it's a deep dive. And we deep dive with him about his love of finding wonderfully old used cars that are beat up on Craigslist. Yes, get ready. See you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. <laughs>